24 episodes. 24 themes. And one man's attempt to remember all of them. You're listening to Themes and Variation. Themes and Variation is a podcast about music and perspectives brought to you by the online music school Soundfly. I'm your host, Carter Lee. Well, folks, it's the end of the year, and as a holiday gift, we've handpicked a collection of highlights, updates, and miscellaneous audio goodies to celebrate the past 12 months of themes and variation. If you hear something you like and are interested in checking out the rest of that episode, you can find us on Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about anywhere else that keeps podcasts in stock. As always, our show is brought to you by the online music school Soundfly and made possible by listeners like yourself. If you'd like to help us spread the word and keep the show going, we're always grateful for positive reviews and encouraging words. So stay tuned and happy holidays from us and the rest of the Soundfly team. As you probably know, Themes and Variation is a show about music and perspectives. And in 2021, we released 24 full-length episodes, featuring insights and observations from 31 unique panelists. We heard from performers, producers, and writers, students and educators, old friends, casual acquaintances, colleagues, and complete strangers. And the thread tying all these people together? Their undeniable passion for music. There are so many reasons I love being a part of Themes and Variation, but the most selfish is probably the fact that it's a pretty great way to discover music I've never heard before. Algorithms are fine and all, but having someone with amazing taste tell you why they love a song is infinitely better. As a perfect example, here's Kimbra talking about Remy Wolf's song Woo from the episode Songs Dominated by Vocals. What really drew me in from a vocal standpoint was her her timing. Like, Mm. she's just so, like, swag with this. Yeah. She's just, like, so behind the beat and kind Mm. of, I mean, obviously the bass synth is also super laggy and swaggy, and but it's just something about her confidence and her delivery. She's not overdoing anything. She's kind of, you'll see later in the track, she really comes out of her shell and starts, like, dropping some serious pipes. But um, at this point in the song, this is sort of, like, sexy restraint. Everything is just kind of, she's feeding you a little, she's giving you these little taste of harmonies, and she's pulling it back. And she's feeding you a little, pulling it back. And I just, I think intrigue and mystery is so important to me with vocalists because you know there's so many powerhouses and you know it's that's a dope thing to do on a track too but when someone clearly has a huge voice but they're kind of teasing you with it I I really love that In addition to hearing about new music, our guests often point out things we haven't yet appreciated about songs we already know. Plus, they're frequently ready to share anecdotes and rumors, adding to the intrigue and mythology of their selections. Like when Kirk Hamilton told us about the recording session, where Claire Torrey's vocal solo turned a Pink Floyd groove into a thing of legend. (laughs) 
they brought Claritoria into into the studio and they were like, hey, we've got this one sort of jam. It's like a G minor to C7 thing. It's just two chords over and over and over again. They're just rocking out. Mm -hmm. We want you to just sing something over it. And so she does a couple of takes. She'd been like kind of singing words, but they're like, we don't want words. Just sing sounds. She did a couple takes and they just cut it together from those takes and made this like legendary track. The opening line that, whoa, Mm -hmm. that is so iconic. Mm. There are few wordless vocal lines as amazing as that jump up to the high G. She's got the most smoke in high G. She's right there on her break. And then she'll slide up to that A. Ah, I can't sing it. Ah, I'll sing it (laughs) down an octave. Ah, When she goes to the A and then she's just like, ah, like (laughs) screaming and going and going and going and going. And you're like, oh, my God. And um, it's just, it's an incredible thing that she did, that she went into the studio and channeled that kind of energy into something that holds together, like that's that coherent and thoughtful and instantly memorable. It's such a good solo. I just, it's so good. <laughs> but it isn't only guests who bring stories to the table. Carter and I often learn things during our episode prep that we can't wait to talk about on the show. Just like the time Mejia dug into the bizarre history of the version of Louie Louie recorded by the Kingsman. So Robert F. Kennedy and J. Edgar Hoover were receiving letters like that from the public. So the FBI was like, we got to get this Louis Louis song out because it's a menace that needs to be stamped out, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they thought they intentionally garbled the words in order to sneak dirty lyrics out there and negatively influence the youth of America. The two-year investigation included doing quote-unquote lab tests where they played the track at different speeds and backwards and forwards and from different starting points, searching for some hidden dirty message that the band claimed wasn't there. Another fun one was the time Soundfly CEO and founder Ian Temple stopped by to talk about the Wolfpack song, 1612. You hear that like dinky toy piano, like right <laughs> yeah. with the bass line, like right yeah. off the bat. But what really makes this song so whimsical is it is literally a mnemonic device. This (laughs) is is a song that was written (laughs) to help remember a door code. What? Singing like one, six, one, two, and then he waits a second and goes, star. But the show covered so much more than the silly and absurd this year. Panelists also shared real and profound feelings on serious issues and the roles music can play in society. Here's a clip of Speech Thomas talking about Sam Cooke's A Change Is Gonna Come. It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change gonna come. That was what the civil rights movement was striving to tap into. And to me, when when those tremolos and that pensive feeling 
in the messaging of what he was saying about we're supposed to be brothers and I go to you to help me and you knock me down. That part musically was so in line with the two emotions needed. Then I go to my brother and I say, brother, help me please. But he winds up. One of the most powerful things about music is its ability to help us articulate the ineffable. With or without lyrics, it can build an emotional understanding between performers and audiences. Here's a clip of saxophonist and songwriter Max Swan talking about the song Loved Ones by Armando Young. so much in the music in terms of the sampling and how yeah. he enters the choruses and how the, the feelings change, but they keep the listener involved and kind of towed along through the music. I listen to producers more than I listen to rappers. Yeah. Even though yeah, I'm listening same. to rap yeah. music, I listen to producers more than I'm listening to rappers. And in this same sense, I know that he's the one that's singing it. I, I really appreciate the feeling of the music because... I every time I look up the lyrics to see what they're about, I'm like, oh man, this is exactly the way that I felt anyway about what was going on. So the mark is hit regardless. So folks, uh, Mejia has mysteriously just said, we're going to set this session up and she's got some trivia questions for me. Based on our own podcast, it's incredibly self-centered, but uh, I'm excited to get in. I'm excited to look back on the year <laughs> that was. So, Carter, it's it's been a good year of the podcast. Would you agree? Absolutely, it has. And do you feel like you know the show pretty intimately, inside and out? You know, I think so. I, I think, you know, it, it takes a lot of editing, and, and we listen to it a ton, uh, before it goes out. And then once it goes out, I just like kind of put it aside. <laughs> I have some warm up questions for you, just like general things. We covered 24 different themes in the year 2021. Mm. Which one of them would you say that you had the hardest time choosing a song for? Oh my God. <sighs> the one that I actually had to reach out to our, our team at Soundfly to get some advice was songs that use found sounds. Um, mm. I love discovering the tracks of used found sounds, but it's not like readily available information a lot of times that like this was a found sound. Right. Are there any songs that you heard for the first time this year because of this podcast? Uh, if These Walls was a song I'm sure I had heard uh, mm. when Chris Lindsay came on the show, but Morning Mood, you know, Duke Ellington. Um, the Duke Ellington that version. version right? I, I don't think I had maybe ever. Um, Pump Up the Volume. Um, really? That track. Yeah, surprises that was me. that was a new one, I think, for me, entirely new. Uh, wow. Ethan Hine brought that into the episode. So. 
Were there any episodes where you truly felt like we had the perfect guest to talk about the perfect theme? Well, uh, Kimbra um, songs dominated by vocals, of Definitely. course, when you have a vocalist of, of that stature and somebody that understands music on an incredibly deep level. I think that that was that was there. Chris Lindsay, of course, mm-hmm. an incredible uh, Nashville based songwriter. songwriter. Yeah. And like that, that I mean, Peter Martin, we're talking about some jazz tracks. I, it's funny, yeah. like. You know, we got Zach Singer and Chase Bethia talking about songs from video games. Like, there's there's a method to the madness in that we talk with these guests and, and ask them, you know, what themes they might want to do. And I'll certainly pitch some themes based on what my understanding of their experience is. But, yeah, it, it always ends up working. How has hosting the show changed the way you listen to music? Uh, well, it gets me to actually listen to music, I think, in a, in a focused <laughs> way. Like, I listen to tracks repeatedly um mm. maybe the way i used to when i had to learn like top 40 stuff and and things like that you listen to the track over and over and yeah i'd say you know because of the format of the show it doesn't just force you to actively listen to a song it forces you to actively listen to a song with no restrictions if that makes sense back in college or like when you played in the wedding band or whatever like you deeply listen to a song but with a motive I'm listening for the baseline or I'm listening because I'm trying to lift something specific or I'm getting a sense of the harmony. The interesting thing about this format is we pick songs and then literally actively listen for whatever jumps out. You know, I I don't, I don't think I ever really listened to music in that specific way. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I have one more question for you like this, and then I have got some trivia for you. Okay. Um, If I wasn't an option, (laughs) Which of this year's guests would you oh, choose to be your regular man. sidekick on the show, knowing that most of our guests are way too busy and there's no way they'd agree to it? Man, that's so <laughs> hard. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Brian Funk, because um, he, you know, mm-hmm. he hosts his own podcast and uh, and also owns he owns two Shelties. So, so <laughs> you guys could talk dogs. Can, yeah, we could talk dogs. It'd be a dog cast with Brian and Carter, I think. Um, I mean, Kirk Hamilton for well, similar but Kirk reasons, was last yeah. year though. That's the only, I, I'm only leaving because Kirk. We he had was on, not last year. He was January sixth. Yeah, a hundred percent, Kirk. Then um, simply because Everyone they both listen do. To his show. They both, yeah, they both do podcast. Chris Lindsay again. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Martin. Peter. Lots of podcasts guests, all, or hosts. Yeah, and you know, like there is a not a difference, but like it's just so easy when somebody does this all the time, you know, and pretty right. pretty frequently. So, um, whose perspective offsets yours? Because you yeah. and I are slightly different, and I think that's what makes our dynamic work. Um, I mean, I I could go with K one or speech for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be amazing, and I think incredibly enlightening. Um, for me. They're both incredibly deep. I, you know, it's so tough. Sarah, I loved having I was just Sarah say, on. Yeah, probably Sarah. If I, if I had to pick you a podcast second who wasn't me, it would probably be one of the drummers who were on the show yeah. this year, just because yep. drummer based conversations are always interesting to me. So like Sarah yeah. or Effa would be interesting. Oh too. yeah, it mm-hmm. it's impossible to <laughs> to pick one or the other. I, you know, Sarah, we hadn't I hadn't talked to in a long time, and she's so funny and. Uh, I think you guys I have similarities we, yeah. too in terms of like being able to play rock and pop, but also having strong yeah. jazz backgrounds. Yeah. Plus, she has the cool accent. Yeah, I love I love Australia. I love Australians. <laughs> um, I think that you know, being Canadian, there's there's at least a little bit of a kinship <laughs> there. Um, but 
yeah, it, it's impossible. It really is. And literally anybody, Kimber, of course, that'd be amazing. Like J Swiss, Charles, you know, any like Kari, yeah. Sermon, like incredible. Yeah. And Marty would be the obvious choice, which is probably why neither one of us said that first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously Marty. Cool. I have some trivia questions for you. You yeah. claim to know your show quite well. Oh, no, I don't. In the year 2021, we released 24 episodes of the show. Mm-hmm. I did not appear on the panel for six of those episodes. Can you name them? God, uh, no. Um, Can you name three of them? Yeah, probably. Um, Dilla songs. Yeah, baby boy. In the place. To be. Mm-hmm. Songs uh, that like it's it's hard for me to remember the names of the themes sometimes. Uh, <laughs> songs that got us through the last year. So has my world become run out of breath? I'm not the only one to lose a friend. I was not on that one. Uh, correct. The of course the video game episode uh songs for video games mm-hmm. um a sample song sample fodder songs i believe we call it yeah you just have two more oh man um oh songs to inspire change of course yeah. uh k1 and speech what's up yeah what's up hey yo you claim that you bang it's insane the white supremacist campaign but we're slain it's monday rappers killed the public domains and we just tweet things hashtag Mm-hmm. One more. Uh, oh. I'll tell you, I have never had the honor of meeting Laura oh, Faye. Oh, yeah, songs that do yeah. something incorrectly, of course, yeah. I'm very jealous uh, that you got to do that episode because I'm, I'm a fan of her music for sure. Um, how many of the episode themes did not begin with the word songs? Oh, this is, it has to be a total guess. Um, I'm going to play the percentages <laughs> and bet that the majority of them started with songs. Absolutely. So I'm going to say there's 24 episodes. I'm going to say five of them didn't start with songs. You're not way off, but. Okay. Uh, 11 of them. Split the difference, the answer is eight. Eight okay. of the themes did not begin with the word songs. Although the covers episode happened last year, there was one episode in 2021 in which two of the three featured tracks were covers of well-known songs. Which episode was it? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> um, God. Okay, so the hint I will give you is I picked a track that was a cover of the Ramones for this episode. Okay, so, um, uh, well, I want to be sedated, and it was yeah. that really like creepy cover. That's the one that you picked. <laughs> the um, Benjamin Wallfish, yeah. What did I even do for that? Uh, Yours was a very different direction. Oh, you picked a Paul Anka cover. Of course, Black Hole Sun. Yeah. Yes. 
Black hole sun, won't you come and wash away the rain? Black hole sun, won't you come? Won't you come? God, I I should I listen to that record so much now. So um, much. <laughs> Black hole sun, won't you girl? So what was the episode's theme? Because they were both kind of weird choices that got justified eventually. Oh man. Um uh, oh of course. Um my one of my favorite themes, songs I'm embarrassed to admit I love. Yeah. I got one more trivia question for you. Okay. There was one episode this year where all three of the featured songs had one word titles. Which episode was it? Uh, I, there's <laughs> no way I'm going to know this. It makes sense. Um, so, so break it down a little bit. What kind of genres would you expect to have one word titles? <laughs> Given that a one word title is an easy thing to search, an easy thing to say, and an easy thing to remember. Like, I honestly can't even... Uh... It's got to be like a dance or like pop related thing, mm-hmm. and I yeah, but I got there. nothing. So just tell me, just boy tell band me. songs, okay. boy band songs yep. were all one word titles, which makes sense. Pop music, yeah. Yeah, did pretty good. Did pretty good. Yeah, you did a great job. Um, that's all I have for you, Carter. Oh, thanks. You know, this was fantastic. Thank you for preparing some wonderful questions and reversing the tables a little bit. Um, Thinking of the show as an entity, what is the gift that themes and variation bequeathed unto, unto you wow, in the year two thousand twenty-one? Way to to put that. I just there's so many things. Getting to talk to people that I hadn't spoken to a while, getting to talk to people that I'd never met, um, getting to talk to friends that I know very, very, very well with every one of those categories of people getting a, a new view on music, getting a new perspective on music, getting a new way to think about the things that I'm listening to. Um, it's the gift that uh, keeps on giving for me for, for sure. So um, That's yeah. good. I have one more question for you, actually, now that I think about it. Given that the show is centered around music and perspectives, how has your own perspective on music changed because of this experience in the last year? Um, I think I listen to music more and more now the way I probably used to listen to it in that like I like having the, the music school lens on some things um, changes the way that you you listen. I think it's purely analytical mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And 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 cynical. Hine, one of the things he said on, on, on his episode that really stuck with me, that he's disavowed the notion of the guilty pleasure. Um, and I know that mm-hmm. uh, that is the exact quote. I'm not butchering at all because it was something that like really stuck with me. Um, and that is just joy now. It's like if you love it, like just mm. seek that stuff out. And that's going to do it for this episode and year of Themes and Variation. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we'd like to know your favorite songs that were actually featured on the podcast this past year. So there's a link to a Spotify playlist in our show notes featuring every single track that we broke down. Be sure to check it out.
And of course, we'd love to know what your favorite and maybe even least favorite themes were for the last year. So you can drop us a line at podcast at soundfly.com. We'd also love to know what themes you'd like to see on an episode in 2022. And be sure to check out soundfly.com for all of your music learning needs. We have an incredible slate of new courses ready to drop in 2022 with some remarkable artists. You're going to want to be able to take a part in all of those. So head to soundfly.com to subscribe today. And we'll be back in January with some brand new episodes, some new themes to break down, and some new guests to get their perspective on music. Happy holidays, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful close to your year, and we'll see you in the new year.